Hello, hello. I'm Yasmin. And I'm Mackenzie. And this is Gut Feelings. We're so happy to have you guys back for this week's episode. It's very exciting. We interview Eunice Kim. Eunice created a platform called HiVi, stands for High Vibrations. HiVi is a stigma-free and inclusive space devoted to cannabis, uh, wellness, self-care. Yeah, so Eunice is the founder of HiVi. We had the privilege of getting to chat with her this week. Eunice has become a friend of mine, and I just love what she puts out in the high vibe community and the knowledge that she shares. It's science backed, and which I really appreciate. Yeah, I think she said science backed, community led, which I just love everything about that. Totally. And we talked to Eunice about cannabis, of course, about her personal experience with it, how she got into this space, what it's been like for her as a woman of color in the cannabis industry, Mm. um, a little bit about our personal experiences, Mm -hmm. and just how collectively we can destigmatize cannabis and create a safer and more informed environment for everybody to be able to use it as a healing plant yeah i can't wait for that to be more like i see that in our future in the world's future and well this country's future and i'm looking forward to this conversation maybe prompting some exploration exploration yeah for you guys and uh yeah we can't wait to hear what you think so see you on the other side Congratulations on launching this. Oh, um, thank this you. So awesome. I got to peruse your site, which is beautiful. And thank then, um, yeah, no, I'm like aesthetics queen. So, yes. you know, and then- <laughs> yeah, as is Yasmin, yeah. the aesthetics as you creator. See, there's a lot of beige and black <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the home. So, no, the site is beautiful. And like, I'm so honored to be a part of the roster of women mm-hmm. you already have spoken with. And I love the first episode. So, oh, thank you. Congrats. So much. congrats. Thank you. We are so happy to have you here. I know this is a subject that we're both super interested in and I can't wait to hear from an expert. So we can go ahead and just jump right into it. But first of all, we ask all of our guests what their sun, moon and rising signs are. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a Virgo sun, Pisces moon, Taurus rising. That's kind of funny. I was just listening to you on a podcast earlier this morning and I was like, oh, okay. she, she gives me Virgo vibes. Yeah, yeah I, I get Virgo vibes too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, big, big perfectionist, yeah. quite self-critical. You've um, got your yeah. shit together. Is what I was thinking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look what you've created with that, with that Virgo <laughs> nature. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll dive into what you do, who you are um, and how you got to where you're at with HiVi and what inspired you to create HiVi? Yeah, sure. Um, You know, I think what I do, I think what I do is try to help people. Um, I've always been a big solution seeker. I love the challenge of being faced with a problem to fix. Um, So that's probably the Virgo in me. (laughs) Um, And while I was going through a pretty tough time personally, I learned that cannabis could be a natural aid and tool. Um, But I didn't know anything about cannabis at the time, except for the crazy stigma and misinformation um, that surrounds this plant. And so discovering cannabis in the right way for me was a journey filled with a lot of trial and error, a lot of frustration, but I did stick through it. Um, stick with it. And I found that it could be life-changing. 
And I knew just from talking to my peers, my friends, my family, that a lot of us are in the same boat uh, when it comes to cannabis and finding wellness as uh, wellness through it. And so there was my problem to fix. Um, I wanted to find a solution to help people discover cannabis in the right way. And that's how HiVi was created. Awesome. And I would love to hear a little bit more about your cultural upbringing and background. I personally grew up with a very like positive mindset around cannabis and it was used a lot in my home and in my community. Um, But I know that's not the case for everyone. So I'd Mm -hmm. love to hear kind of like how you grew up, especially within that space and what got you here. Yeah, um, I'm a second generation Korean American. I'm the first daughter of two. Um, And I think, especially in Korean culture, there's this implication that the first daughter needs to follow specifically in these, uh, in this path that immigrant parents have kind of laid out for their child. Um, And I clearly did not follow any of that. (laughs) You're like, Um, doctor, lawyer, what about me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I think that I've always kind of taken a different path. And I'm so grateful and thankful that my parents are very supportive of that now. But when it comes to cannabis, it's still a quite a touchy subject. You know, I, I love hearing that, you know, your family consumed cannabis in the home, and you had a very positive outlook on it. But for me, it was quite the opposite, where because it was illegal. And for me, growing up with the D.A.R.E. program, you know, Cannabis was just up there with heroin and other schedule one drugs. It is a schedule one drug, right? So, you know, consuming cannabis um, at all was kind of automatic, automatically going to, you know, get you in prison, your life is going to be a failure and all of that. So we were, we were strongly advised not to consume cannabis. And, um, you know, I think it was only until after I started high vi and uh, really educate, starting with education uh, with my parents that they actually started to look at the plant differently. You know, mm-hmm. my mom used a CBD topical and thankfully it worked for her and she started to change her mindset about it. I'm still years and years away from ever smoking a J with my parents, mm-hmm. um, but maybe at least someday. that turning yeah. point. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe my dad, you know, he used yeah. to be a cigarette smoker, so yeah. maybe, but um, yeah, we're still away from that, but at least there's no negative stigma now or awesome. less of it. Well, that's good. And how did you get into your own personal journey with cannabis? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I kind of mentioned briefly earlier, but I actually didn't know anything about cannabis until I was 30 years old. I'm 34 now. Um, And at the time, I was actually working in fashion and media. Uh, I was working at Vogue full time and also running my own sneaker company uh, full time. So it was intense. Uh, I love doing it. And, um, but doing two things, uh, you know, doing one of those two things is enough for anyone to handle. And here I was just pushing and pushing myself saying I was lucky to be in this position and I can't drop the ball on anything. Therefore, I can't stop. I just have to keep going. I never checked in with myself for at least two years um, until I hit a wall and I really had to pause and prioritize myself. Um, And that's when I started looking at cannabis, um, cannabis as a natural aid. Um, And of course, it took me a while to figure it out, as I said, but once I started to use it consciously and with intention, um, I was feeling so much better and connected with myself in a way that I had never been before. Um, And so you know, I, I knew, I knew that if it has helped me in this drastic way there, I couldn't be the only one. 
And um, that's when I decided, you know, with as an entrepreneur, you know, this is what my purpose was going to be. Um, I was going to change the way people felt and get high. And it's oh, like your God. podcast, like gut feeling. It was yeah. right. Oh, that's what it was meant to be. <laughs> I love to hear that. And hearing about your Vogue and like fashion background definitely makes sense when it comes to the branding of high high, like <laughs> so beautiful. We just touched on aesthetics and that I can definitely see that in the brand. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, you. just the entire uh, intention behind the brand mm-hmm. is very it's very clear um, when you look at the platform oh, um, and you. just what you've put into it design wise aesthetic wise but also <laughs> just like the group of women that you have in the higher ups yeah. community um, which I do want to talk about I want to talk about high vi I want to talk about what it is because I want to yeah. give the audience sort of a breakdown how you help people and how high vi can help people yeah, uh, so hi, Vi. Oh, and thank you again for letting me share. Uh, <laughs> um, hi, Vi is a mission-driven platform uh, that guides new consumers on their wellness journey with science-backed recommendations and heart-led community. I like to say those both um, because education and community were two things that were severely lacking for me when I was discovering like CBD, THC, all the cannabis things. Totally. And so, you know, I really prioritized that and put it all into one place in a way that's hopefully very accessible, relatable, and valuable for people, especially women uh, like you, me, us here today. Uh, to discover that there are options outside of prescription meds that can help us heal and feel our best. You know, I think it's, uh, for me, conscious consumerism is very important, um, especially in this industry where, you know, it's really about supporting the right founders who have, you know, the right mission behind their brands and their right, right business operations. So, you know, that that's a really big part of high buy as well. Amazing. I love it. I love being part of the community. <laughs> I remember when I first was introduced to the community, which was almost a year ago now. Oh my gosh. Um, this was before the launch, um, but you were sort of just creating this really beautifully curated, you know, community vibe, really. Um, yeah. And I remember just being really excited. I remember even telling Yasmin and being like, this is like, it's kind of like a concierge, like cannabis site where we talk about the, how we're consuming cannabis, how we're consuming the plant. And we recommend other brands, um, strains, all, all of that. It's Modality. all encompassing. Yeah. Modalities. Thank you. Um, I love being a part of it and uh, I can't wait for more people to check it out because I think it is really the first of its kind at least from my from my little you know bubble I've never seen anything like it so yeah oh my gosh well I mean yeah I think Mackenzie you and I have connected on to get like gotten connected through HiVi and Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to have earned a friend through it because I think I didn't have any friends consuming when I was starting to consume cannabis. I was actually hiding my consumption from my friends, from my family. And it was like me in my apartment, you know, trying different edibles or like smoking a joint and seeing how I felt with it. And it was like a lonely experience. Mm. And so, you know, creating the community of higher ups was selfishly a way for me to find friends in the space who I knew were unapologetic, amazing women who also 
you know, who did so many amazing things in life, mm-hmm. but also consume cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and to prove to myself that we exist, um, I think we're now 110 plus 120 members, which is awesome from across the country, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and with very different backgrounds. So community has always been so, so important. Um, and then, like you mentioned, it's about educating each other and, and advising and recommending on different products and modalities and all of that. And I think, um, you know, we as women, I think we're always leaning on each other for recommendations for everything else in life, beauty products, fashion finds, you know, food, nutrition, obviously. Um, and we should be able to do that with cannabis as well. And we should be able to talk openly about our consumption. Mm-hmm. And so finding that stigma-free and very nurturing space to do that um, is great. Uh, for me, on top of all that and that like, you know, sense of trust um, and safe space, I think it's also about education and being very credible. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we have a medical advisor on our board, which I'm so grateful for another woman of color. Um, but she really validates and vets all of the products and all the education we talk about, because I think in this space where I think the statistic is 10 new products or brands launch in a day. Wow. So the space is growing really quickly, Mm -hmm. but how do we know as consumers, how are we empowered to make the right decisions, like purchase decisions for ourselves? Right. Mm -hmm. So education and science backed um, information, I think is really important. So that's that's what we're about <laughs> amazing and I know we've touched a little bit on the fact that high bite is like a mostly woman-led space and community mm-hmm. for cannabis users what has your experience been like being a woman well not only a woman but a woman woman of color within the cannabis industry yeah um I always like to say that I've been so fortunate for the past year or so that I've been in the cannabis space, I'm new to this space officially. Um, and But it's been this really happy bubble as a female and woman of color entrepreneur in this space. Um, sure, I'm not one, I'm only one of not nearly enough women, um, especially women of color. Uh, but as an entrepreneur, I get to choose my lane, I get to choose my partners. And mm-hmm. I found that the community of entrepreneurs is so so supportive um and i've been able to find such allies and and partners in among women and bipoc founders in this space um as a tiny startup i haven't had to deal with a lot of the larger corporations or anything like that so this all might change (laughs) Uh, but one of the most pleasant surprises i've encountered is that everybody is so supportive of each other and i think it's because we're all united in one mission Mm -hmm. right now in this early stage of the industry where we're here to support the plant that's come from such a discriminated and stigmatized background. Mm -hmm. So we're all just like amp trying to make sure that we're pushing this plant forward to people in the right light. And um, it's been great. Oh, that's so amazing. That's so good to hear. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You're everything that you um, you know, share on social media and just in life in general, like it seems like being in, you know, being in Forbes, you know, it seems like you're oh. supported <laughs> and, you know, congratulations, by the way. It's so oh, what an accomplishment. You so um, but yeah, it's, it seems like you have that support. So it's nice to hear that you, that you really do. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm excited. I'm like really excited to pay it forward, you know, 
I really want to see more women, more women of color, more people of color, like really staking a claim in this space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some of the best brands and the most effective brands, even like just for me in terms of cannabis and my healing have come from those individuals. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just excited, excited to see how this industry really supports that. So are we, and we're so grateful to be able to connect with you about this whole journey. I think it's so exciting and so crazy to even just look at the past five years and how the industry exploded in that time. Totally. The destigmatization definitely is happening, although maybe not at the speed that a lot of us want it to. Again, the difference between five years ago and now Mm -hmm. is so awesome. And then now that you're kind of a cannabis connoisseur yourself, um, (laughs) what are your favorite ways to use cannabis? Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I used to be the cannabis guinea pig for myself. And then once people (laughs) caught wind of what I was doing, I was the guinea guinea pig for others. Um, So yeah, I'm happy to touch on this. Uh, Cannabis isn't a one size fits all, right? So cannabis and the way it's consumed in a way that works for you will look different. Um, But for me, um, I, I'm using cannabis primarily for sleep, anxiety, and um, just like everyday clarity. Um, and so I really love to, to kind of microdose THC. I'm not, I'm not a heavyweight by any means. I think Mackenzie and I had a conversation about <laughs> even what the dispensaries are calling low dose edibles of mm-hmm. five milligrams will like knock me out. Yeah, no, so same. I'm, I'm very sensitive to weed, like other things that I should be more sensitive to. I, I have like a higher tolerance mm-hmm. too, for some reason, but weed has always like knocked me off my feet. Pretty yeah. Easy. yeah. I think that has to do without getting too science geeky. It has to do with how our endocannabinoid system just really seamlessly links with cannabinoids mm-hmm. in a way um, that it doesn't with other other products or other things that you mentioned. So because it's so seamless, I think we we might be more sensitive or our body feels reacts, reacts responds more strongly to it. Anyway, um, yeah. So in terms of cannabis, you know, having the intention, knowing that I'm using it for sleep, anxiety, and everyday clarity, I know that I reach for, you know, CBD, whether it's um, a tincture or edible in the morning to kind of ease me into the day. Um, To help me sleep, I love um, low dose THC. Um, And luckily, I'm in Cali, where we kind of have the best weed Mm -hmm. that's out there right now. Um, So low dose THC, uh, gummies or vape if I really want to like feel the effects fast modalities again is very um, uh, pivotal to to the effects you're feeling and how you want to feel it so if I want to fall asleep right away then I like to smoke my THC mm-hmm. but if I'm looking to kind of ease into it as I'm watching a movie then I'll take an edible because edibles take like 45 minutes to 90 minutes to hit Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, low dose THC in the evenings or on the weekends, um, CBD throughout the day to feel, feel a little more, uh, less anxious and, and, and calm. Those are kind of my, my favorite ways. How about you both? (laughs) I'm curious about you. (laughs) I have been smoking weed since I was 14. So much earlier than you started, but definitely not in the most conscious way until a little bit later, but I've never been much, I've never been what I consider like a functioning stoner, Mm -hmm. but I do use it every night for sleep. And typically that's in the form of like a vape pen. Mm -hmm. I find that that like it hits quicker for sure than like an edible. Also 
don't want to have to like go outside to smoke it. Like I prefer to do if I have a joint, I have a two-year-old. So right. I prefer my house doesn't smell, smell like yeah. weed too. Um, so I like the, the like vape pen because I feel like it's really easy and there's no like smell or anything like that, but you still get the effects a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. I like, I, I actually have been smoking since I was a teenager as well. The first time that I smoked was you know, recreational. And for the first few months, even of me smoking, of my experience mm-hmm. smoking, um, it was rec- recreational. But I actually, when I was 16, got an IUD put in 17 as a form of birth control. And it was so painful that I, mm. I just, my gut feeling <laughs> was to smoke weed as like a pain reliever. Now, I think the way that I consume weed is definitely in in um, similarity to you. It's like to ease the my anxiety. It's to help me to sleep. And uh, yeah, I, I do use CBD. I love a good CBD tincture or even um, like the the smokable like flower the va- the vapable <laughs> flower mm-hmm. sticks that have CBD and other cool herbs in them I, I I do like to smoke a good joint yeah I I do like to smoke a good joint but much much like we had that conversation <laughs> about before like I am now I used to not be so much of a lightweight but I am now a lightweight mm-hmm. like I'll find myself if I'm in a social situation holding my hands in a strange <laughs> very just just very self-conscious yeah I for the first time in a while (laughs) earlier this week went to a friend's house to watch a movie and two of us like took a walk outside and we're smoking a joint and I was a little bit like I'm comfortable with this feeling I I smoke weed every night before bed but just not usually in a social situation so I I was very aware of my body and what I was doing and like things (laughs) like that yeah I mean how you can why you consume cannabis Mm -hmm. how you consume cannabis where and with whom you consume cannabis can all affect your your high and I think that being aware of that um, knowing that it's not one size fits all for everyone and it's certainly also not one size fits all for you totally totally um, I think is important when you go into it because it's you know we can as women also can are using cannabis for so many different use cases right Mm -hmm. we can use it for anxiety we can use it for sleep we can use it for pain management we can use it for clear and more hydrated skin we can use it for better sex Tell and more about the, all of the yeah oh yeah. my gosh cbd is such a great anti-inflammatory so that paired with other soothing botanicals can really help um, with your dermal layer mm-hmm. but anyway because we're using cannabis for so many different use cases we have to know that the way we consume cannabis for each goal can be different too totally um so yeah that it's makes a fun, so much fun sense. exploration for sure Totally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Talking about CBD, I wanted to know, can you explain the difference between the more recently easily accessible federally legal CBD, like the hemp CBD versus the CBD that, you know, you got, you have to purchase at a dispensary or get at a... Yeah. So um, CBD is just to quickly like provide some background. CBD is a cannabinoid, right? And it's a cannabinoid found in uh, the cannabis plant. There are two variations of the cannabis plant. There is hemp cannabis, and then there is cannabis sativa like cannabis and the difference between the two is that hemp 
cannabis doesn't have like a flowering, uh, the flowering THC. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, when it's grown without the THC, it is federally legal, thanks to the 2018 Farm Bill. And so hemp that's grown without THC can be used, create, used to create products that are marketed and sold nationwide. And that's just like any other CPG where it's sold online, it's sold mm-hmm. in markets, beauty, all of that. Um, and that's because the source is different from the cannabis that's found in, uh, or the CBD that's found in a cannabis plant with the flowering THC that's limited to being sold only in legal and licensed dispensaries. Um, in terms of effect, um, there's no difference. Um, but when you, you, when you're using cannabis, like let's say you go to a dispensary and you're buying CBD from cannabis, like cannabis plant source CBD, it might be, you know, combined with other cannabinoids like THC to create a whole different product. Mm-hmm. And that's only found in dispensaries. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, I'm learning so much. <laughs> so what do you hope to see in the cannabis industry moving forward? Oh, um, I hope to see well, in the industry itself, I hope to see more uh, women, women of color, BIPOC individuals really leading, leading the industry um, versus just large corporations. You know, I find that independent entrepreneurs and founders have actually have a stake in how this plan helps heal people. Um, And I'm not against corporations. If there are really amazing corporations who are doing good and creating products that heal great, but so far from what I've seen, many of them are not. They are just seeing the dollar bills um, with with a rapidly growing industry and kind of creating a brand or product in that space. But real true healers, people who care, um, I usually find are more of the independent founders. So I hope to see more of them and I hope to see a lot of the roadblocks and challenges that come with the, bureau- the bureaucracy and the industry itself kind of go away as the industry matures so that the, the barriers to entry are lowered um, and can help actually help, su- help these independent founders succeed um, in the space. So I'm bad for, for the industry itself. That's what I'm most excited about. Uh, for cannabis in general, I'm just looking forward to more women, more people like us consuming and being open about it and, f- and feeling better from it. Yeah. I'm being a parent who uses cannabis as well. I've seen some of the destigmatization happening right. in mm-hmm. that world. It's definitely slower. It's definitely not as accepted, but I'm really excited to see where that goes as well. Yeah, parents, um, parents who consume, I think that's such an underrepresented um, sector of the, co- the consumers in cannabis. Um, you know, I think there's such a stigma around moms who smoke a joint, but there's no stigma around a, a Chardonnay mom who's drinking a yeah. glass of wine in no, the really, afternoon. It's so. funny. It's like, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a reels that I see all the time on Instagram, <laughs> which is like, that's fine too, if a glass of wine is what helps right. you at the mm-hmm. end of the day, but I don't see... Well, personally, I see cannabis as a much healthier option. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love so much about the high vibe community and what I've seen just as an audience member, but also as a member of the community is the amount of moms that are yeah. in the community. It actually really, um, because of course there is this, like, like you said, there's a stigma around it. I myself have my own like 
ingrained like bias <laughs> yeah bias yeah when it comes to that right. when i see moms that smoke cannabis or consume cannabis it actually excites me it makes me feel um like you're saying excited about seeing the access the accessibility seeing it widely used um it just it is something to look forward to and it is something that should be uh talked about people should be more open about because like you're saying, Yasmin, it is, it's, it's a healing plant and it should be considered as for its medicinal aspects and for its, you know, uh, relaxing sort of effects. Yeah. Um, actually like within our higher ups community. So, um, I think at least 10 to 15% of the members are moms. And I actually think that that's a low number, but I think that there's quite a large percentage Mm -hmm. of uh, women who are moms. And I think hearing their stories about how cannabis has actually helped them be a more present, a more patient, a more, um, a better mom, I think is just so eye-opening, especially for those who've come from decades of stigma like me, 30 Mm. years of stigma to see that it's not, it's not that stoner mentality anymore. People are, people are better. They're, they're more themselves with this plant. And um, I love to hear that, especially from the moms who get it so bad uh, with the judgment. I'd love to see that. Like, I think most of what I see now in terms of the conversation being had on social media and on platforms like Hi-Vi are mostly from like white moms who are are like maybe a little bit more well off or it's just more accepted when they look a certain way or live a certain mm-hmm. lifestyle and I'd love to see that across the board mm-hmm. yeah with yeah. both moms and dads um, yeah, that come totally. from other communities as well yeah it's it's there I think the more we share these stories the more we talk about it openly to normalize the conversation so it's not like a taboo topic anymore right um I think the more important it is so I'm excited excited to be on this journey and I'm so grateful that you have been here to help amplify and be a part of it I love that you both are consumers not everybody I speak to is so this is great absolutely (laughs) amazing and I'd love to hear if there's anything that we should be looking out for in terms of high vibe yeah anything exciting coming up this year yeah I'm hoping <laughs> just like I was hoping that 22 2020 would be our year I don't know if that actually happened but I mean it was a great year actually for yeah. high I loved it um people are at I'm, home they're, they're they need some yeah. de-stressing some anxiety <laughs> yeah it was great um but I'm really hoping that 2021 becomes that quote-unquote your year for high mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. We're gearing up for a fundraising round in the spring, which will help open up, you know, fingers crossed, help open up, open up a lot of resources for HiVi to really become what it wants to be. Um, my vision for HiVi is always to be, has always been to become a really tech-enabled platform. So I'm hoping to be able to introduce, you know, a personalized recommendations questionnaire Ooh. that automate, like automatically provides product recommendations um, is a goal for the spring. You'll see that I think like April, May. Um, That's amazing, Eunice. That's incredible. Yeah. That's so oh, exciting. You. Yeah, you know, hoping to roll out a few more of these features um so that consumers who may not have the time to dig through and learn everything about cannabinoids can quickly reference you know us and be able to know from a science perspective what products might actually work with their bodies um Genius. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, obviously, our growing community, more and more stories. Um, I think that's what's really at the heart of our, our platform. So, so look out for more of that. Um, and 
yeah, just, I think just stick with us and see what we might be capable of because oh. I'm a big, big dreamer. So hopefully oh. these will come to light soon. <laughs> well, that's so exciting. I know personally, selfishly, I'm very excited for that like algorithm that yeah. gives yeah. recommendations. Yeah. I feel like I've been kind of going in blindly up until now, just like this packaging is prettier or, or this percentage that. seems about right for me or whatever. Mm, so I'm right. very excited for that feature. And then for you personally as well, where can our audience find more about you? On Instagram, we're at highvi.life. Um, highvi actually stands for high vibration for those who might be wondering what highvi even means. Love but, it. Um, hopefully you find us there to kind of search and, and join a community for a life well lived. Um, and our website is www.highvi.life. And I'm essentially there and I am that. So that's where you Perfect. can find yeah. me as well. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing yeah. about Hi-Vi and having this conversation with us. I know I learned a lot and I'm- I learned a lot and I'm involved in the community. <laughs> I'm constantly learning. So thank you so much. Love to it hear is, it. It's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you again. And I'm just very excited for what's to come for you. I just can't wait to support. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, It's always an honor to be able to find uh, people who who are willing to share space with me. So I'm thankful for that. Congrats on what you've created. Thank you. um, Looking forward to supporting Gut Feelings and both of you as well. Welcome to Spill Your Guts. It's the part of the episode where we talk about our highs and lows of the week. Do you want to go first? Sure. So we always start with lows so we can end on a high on a high note. But mine is kind of all encompassing. One could even say a high vi note. Mm, okay, I'm gonna throw <laughs> it in my mouth. Um mine is kind of all one, it's very bittersweet. My mom was staying with me for a week and a half and she just left this past Sunday. And I'm very grateful that she was here. Like I love my mom and I'm very glad or I'm very appreciative that I have like a very sweet very helpful mom and we do get along and everything um so that's my I guess that's like a high part of it it's all going to be kind of mixed into one um the low is that just in general it's very difficult for me to have somebody in my space um I definitely I think mentioned last week noticed myself reverting back to being 17 when Mm -hmm. she's around I'll just like I'm just like snappy for no reason I'm like not like that like gosh and just like trying to parent in a difficult stage of Aiden's life with like somebody literally standing right there mm-hmm. just makes it like more annoying, I think, especially because it's my mom. Um, and just like not having my routine because I definitely thrive with my routine and need my routine in order to be productive and get the things done that I need to get done. Um, so it's it's definitely bittersweet. Like I'm sad that she left. I wish she lived closer. I wish that I was able to have more of her help with Aiden on a regular basis um but I am glad to be like back in the swing of things and like be back in my own space and be able to have some alone time and to do the things that I need to do so yeah and it was nice having her here oh a little bit of yeah bittersweet Mm -hmm. your mom is such a sweetie she is yeah she's a really sweet person um but I totally resonate with that like when I'm around my mom even (laughs) even Garrett has sometimes been like why are you so mean why are you so mean to your mom and I'm like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. No, it's I not swear. like a conscious decision. Like I notice myself do it and I 
I'm like, why am I, why did I just snap for like literally no reason? Why am I just like irritated, irritable for no reason? And it's like, because I did move across the ocean at 17, like I left then. And so that's kind of where my subconscious is stuck. Like even though consciously and rationally, I'm like, there's nothing wrong. No one's challenging you. I'm able to make my own decisions, do whatever I want. Like she's not doing anything wrong. She's helpful. Um, she doesn't like try to control me or like really say weird things. <laughs> lucky, so, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, love you. <laughs> uh, subconsciously though, like my brain doesn't know that yet. My brain yeah. is still, my subconscious is still like, it's not safe to have emotions or it's mm-hmm. not safe to do the things that it is completely safe for me to do because mm-hmm. it like wasn't emotionally safe at one point. So I'm just, like, still operating from that place. Totally. I mean, I also think the mother-daughter relationship, it's it's fucking hard, man. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's two, like, energies that are kind of, most often, incredibly similar or incredibly opposing. Incredibly opposing. And so, either way, like, my mom and I are quite similar, and so for us, it's it's a lot of like butting heads She's because just looking at like a younger version of her, just like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so See, my mom's kind of looking at like my dad in a different mm, form. That's interesting. Yeah, but my mom has definitely said like you're you're acting you're acting like your dad. dad. Yeah, you're like thanks. I'm like I know I am. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, no, but we had really great conversations through the past few times she's yeah. been here. The last time she came was six months ago, so wow. it's also very nice for her to see Aiden. Like, obviously, so much has changed totally for him in the past six months, and he's, like, talking in full sentences and just so much more interactive, so it was nice that she definitely got to spend that time with him. Yeah. The other thing is, like, when she's visiting, I put that pressure on myself of, like, feeling a little bit like I need to entertain or, like, I need to be doing something, when in reality, I wish I would have taken more advantage of having her here with Aiden and like locked myself in my room and done a bunch of work yeah um but that's okay yeah that's okay next time yeah um okay so my low of the week um so on Friday night Garrett and I went on a little beach picnic sunset vibe which is you know we don't really go we don't really leave the house we haven't really left the house much in this entire year um we've done you know safe little staycations um relatively local getaways um a few times over the span of the year but we don't really like go out and do like a date (laughs) so we went out and did that and we got pizza and uh some salad and had some wine and just watched the sunset and it was nice because it wasn't even that long Mm -hmm. we didn't stay that long it was like maybe an hour but it was just so nice to like go drive along the coast and get to the beach get all set up no i'm gonna tell you my (laughs) love it's gonna sorry it's all gonna it's all it's all gonna connect just stay with me guys um but even after i guess it is like a low high because that was definitely one of the highs of my week Um, And even I told Yaz that like Garrett and I had conversations that maybe we wouldn't have had at home just because of the change of scenery and just like going out. We got kind of dressed up and I think it just kind of felt like a date. And Mm -hmm. so we had these really nice conversations where we weren't distracted. Junie wasn't there. We didn't have our fucking phones in front of our faces. We weren't watching a movie or something. So we could just give each other that 
distraction free time so that was really lovely but the next day i had like a hang like a like a excitement hangover Mm -hmm. where i was like so blue on saturday because i don't know i just was like it had given me such a high high that the next morning when i was like oh like i'm just i'm just gonna be home today serotonin the day before (laughs) yes i get that sometimes yeah i don't know i just was like really blue on saturday afterward and garrett like went to his music studio so he could play the drums which is his passion and I was like gearing up for a class. I was private class I was teaching on Sunday, but so I had things to do, but I just was like so blue. Um which is okay. Yeah. Got through it. Glad you're feeling better. And I'm I feel glad better. you guys had that date. It looks so fun and it so was cute. So and nice. you have a dinner date planned. Oh I'm my really gosh. excited. <sighs> you have you have things planned. We'll see. We'll see. Keep, we're keeping it mysterious over here, we guys. We have to. We have to. <laughs> a little elusive. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, we have to keep but it. But whether it's with someone else or with me, yeah. there are dates in the future. With you? I'm so excited. <laughs> we do have to do like a little sugarfish your birthday date. I'm excited about yeah. that. Also, guys, it's almost Aries season, so... Get ready for that. Yeah, my birthday is the first day of spring, the first day of Aries season, because I always have to be first and I win. And Aries is the first <laughs> sign of the zodiac, so technically I don't count the new year until. Wow, then. that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm first with ev- I'm first, yeah, with everything. <sighs> no one's disputing that. <laughs> I'm first. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. We got things to look forward to. We hope you guys have some things to look forward to. I am so excited for next week episode. I don't want to give away too much, but make sure to tune in. Get excited. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be boozy. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty over the moon about this next week's episode. And I'm just excited about life, I think, in general right Ooh. now. Yay. So you're, you're, you're like tasting Aries season a little bit. You're yeah, like, I guess I am. Because Pisces season, it's Mm-mm. pretty low and blue. Mm-mm. But anyway. I'm not feeling it, Pisces yeah. season. But okay, anywho. We're almost there. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned something with today in today's conversation with Eunice from Hi-Vi. And we hope you go check Hi-Vi out so we can all connect yes. and talk about cannabis. And yes. I'd love to hear your experience and what you like to use. And I want your recommendations. So mm-hmm. definitely check us out there. Check us out on Instagram at gutfeelingspod. Um, and make sure to leave a five-star. <laughs> okay. We love you and we'll see you or well we maybe we'll see you one day, but we'll we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.